0: Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. Time for all our children. Put this on. Put this on. Put Go, go,
1: go. You shouldn't let me kick off because I'm going to start like this. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell pop. Jingle bell punk goes pop. Hello and welcome.
0: But it's punk goes pod. Ah, do you want me to do it again? No.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can. Everyone just replace pop with pod and... It'll sound great. (laughs) Would you like... I I feel like you need to do it again.
1: Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, pop. Pod? No, I'm saying pop. Alright. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, pod. Jingle bell, punk, goes pod. Yes. How's that for an intro? I mean... Pretty terrible, right?
0: It's not bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know what you're listening to. It's Punk Goes Pod.
0: Would you like to describe our general premise?
1: We are, as I believe, the only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records Punk Goes series.
0: Yes. Yes. I believe so. Yes. We haven't had anyone contend that point yet, so...
1: But that would actually mean someone would have to, besides, you you know, the people that do reach out to us, you know, Richard, Jason, previous guests of the episode... We would have to actually have someone else reach out to us. That hasn't happened yet. No.
0: But that's fine. It'll come in its own time. Yeah. And then when it rains, it pours. So one person will comment and then everyone will comment and then we'll be on Then we're getting doxxed. Oh, fuck that. No. (laughs) It's Christmas time, baby. It is.
1: The most something time of the year. Wonderful. Sure.
0: Were you referencing that it's the most... Yes. Yes, so yes. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Um, Again, a massive thank you to Santa Claus, a.k.a. Jason Morrison, for his guest appearance last week. Um, It's a real treat being able to meet the big man in person and not be put off by the idea of a non-specific Santa Claus. It's nice having, like, a Santa Claus figure in your life where you actually know who they are. Definitely. When I was a kid, there was a Santa that would come and visit, like, the local grocery store in our little, like, hometown and would, like, walk around and, like, hand out lollies to kids and stuff. And my Stranger Danger alarm was just like, nah, like... So yeah, I remember being in there with mum and this dude coming over and being like, Ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho, would you like a lolly? I was just like, no, and like walked away. So yeah, it's nice to sort of counteract that negative Santa experience with a positive one.
1: Can I, that's, um, yeah, no, and good on you for having that alertness.
0: He was just weird. I think he wasn't quintessentially Santa enough. Yeah, uh, but and even just like yeah.
1: You ever see those pictures of like off-putting Santa?
0: It's deeply upsetting. Yeah,
1: there's just like it's just like really like shitty or like really cheap Santa suits, and yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it comes from maybe Russia as well. Mm. Uh, can I jump to another season? Yes. I have a memory from primary school in Easter time, and our PE to. Excuse me. Our PE teacher, Mr. Parker, mm-hmm. he had a a mustache all year round. Would wear a polo shirt and shorts. Yep. And he would, legend. And he would start off every sentence with "Rado."
0: Oh my goodness! An Australian hero, if ever I've heard one.
1: Mr. Parker, he was. Um. Well, we had the Easter Bunny. Yes. Show up on the roof of our canteen, <laughs> and was throwing eggs down. But it was like, even at like, I mean, I stopped believing in the Easter Bunny really early. That seemed too much for me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But it was like, so clearly, like, you could see Mr. Parker's polo shirt. (laughs) He just had the bunny head and was like throwing, yeah, eggs down.
0: (laughs) I like the idea of Easter Bunny in a polo shirt and shorts.
1: With, going righto. Yeah, with like dad knees,
0: <laughs> like how when dads wear shorts and they just have like knobbly knees. Yep. Like, that <laughs> That would be very great. I, I could get behind that.
1: Righto, you kids ready for some chocolate eggs.
0: So, what was it about the Easter Bunny that you couldn't buy into but Santa? You could prolong it for a bit.
1: Santa's a person. Yeah, the that's Easter fair. Bunny's a giant bunny. Like, I've never seen. And I could, you know at an early enough age you can tell the difference between yeah that's true
0: actually a A dude in a costume a dude in a costume
1: as opposed to like well santa like my my, i grew up with i my whole life my dad has had a white beard (laughs) so like it's like well that doesn't seem too far-fetched yeah you know
0: i was about to
1: not my whole life because he shaved it off last year but go on sorry
0: that was wild that moment anyway um uh, I was going to make some, like, edgelord joke about, like, aren't we all wearing a costume at the end of the day? But <laughs> before we keep going down this thought path...
1: This rabbit hole.
0: Ah! Hey! This week we are discussing the song Nothing for Christmas by Newfound Glory, which appeared on Punk Goes Christmas... Volume 1?
1: Just the original yeah, yeah, just the, the original one. Not the Not the deluxe version.
0: Yes. So... Yeah, I thought we should probably get that in there in case I imagine a heap of people have already switched off cuz so they're just like for fuck's sake. <laughs> I cannot get behind this talk of like PE teacher Easter bunnies. Um did that's what I want to ask. Is this like a rural town thing or did you also experience a Christmas Santa appearance to your primary school where he appeared on a fire truck?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: I feel like that's a sort of like...
1: And that's really weird because the fire station was basically next to our primary school.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a real cultural phenomenon in rural Victoria, like in the area I grew up in, where, yeah, at my primary school, Christmas, the end of year concert, and then, oh, what's that? The fire truck is coming with its... I can't remember if they put the alarm, like the... what siren, that's the word
1: I mean, we definitely had Santa, but I don't know if he came on there Yeah And as you and Jason, uh, so I think yeah, you mean Santa so You and Santa so politely put it last week I didn't come from a rural area You didn't I did <laughs> No,
0: you didn't I did,
1: it was so far removed from, it... every, from civilization <sighs> There's just sand, sand everywhere
0: We're not having this conversation again You.
1: I'm remembering... I'm remembering the mascots that came through, like, the primary school. We had Harold.
0: Yes, Harold on, the Giraffe. Hello. Harold the
1: Giraffe on, um, in the, ve- in the bus, I can't remember what it was yeah,
0: called. Yeah, it's, uh, like a life bus. Yeah, the, uh, Life... Ed? Yeah, Life Education Bus. Yeah. Something like that. And it was
1: like, Harold was, he was a giraffe, and so he was made up to look like this big, you know, well, he was a giraffe. Like, this anthropomorphic giraffe.
0: Oh, shit. Was your Harold, like, a human, but with a giraffe neck?
1: No, but, like, the cartoon. The, oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, The picture of Harold is, yeah, it's this anthropomorphic giraffe that actually Harold was a hand puppet.
0: Yes, okay. And he came through, like, a little curtain? Yes. Yes, good, okay. I was about to have, like, a crisis of identity that, like, the New Zealand Harold was completely different.
1: Wait, New Zealand has Harold? Yeah. Oh, cool.
0: I'm pretty sure. No, I, I need to look that up now, but, yeah, I feel like I first encountered Harold... And you know in New Zealand.
1: And you know what else we had? We had um, we I think it was called safety houses. Yeah. So basically, the idea was you you know certain houses in neighborhoods would put up a a sign on their letterbox, and the the symbol was it was a house and it was it was a cartoon looking house with a happy face on it. Oh yeah. And the idea was like we were shown a video of a girl walking home mm. and. She starts getting followed by someone in a car Yeah So she she starts running She sees the safety house sign Knocks on the door And, and they're like Oh yes come in So the yeah. idea is that That if you're feeling threatened If you're feeling Like you're in a dangerous situation You can knock on this house And they will bring you in And you know Call the police yeah, Call your parents that's a great initiative Yeah it is It's, it's fantastic um, We had that Pushed on us You know We had that like Yeah, like when we were seeing the video and stuff, we had the actual safety house. We had someone dress up in the safety house as a house. Oh my
0: god. (laughs) That is wonderful. Like, come to me, my child. I will wrap you in my house arms and I look to see after if I you.
1: I bring up an image of it. You that keep... is,
0: if you can, I am absolutely using that as promo for this week's episode. You keep episode. going,
1: like, you start vamping.
0: Um, no, I just double-checked, and yes, Harold the Giraffe also exists simultaneously in New Zealand, so he must have a lot of frequent flyer miles to go between the two countries. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I, man, Harold the Giraffe was wild. I thought that was the best thing.
1: Yeah, actually I thought it was pretty cool as well.
0: I don't know why, there was just something really cool about like the bus and like yeah, no, that was a that was a good time.
1: So the top one is the, the image and then the the one in like the bottom right is ki- it's a cartoon but it's kind of what you can imagine.
0: Oh, okay, so just to give our listeners some context, so the safety house logo is like yellow with a yellow tri- like a triangle a happy house sitting in the middle, very, like, obvious for a reason. And then, yeah, the safety house mascot is basically just a yellow house with arms and legs. I told you it was a person in there. That's yeah. horrific. I do love that. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I will grant you sanctuary from
1: Can the you world imagine? outside. I'm imagining the safety house as a safety house as well. Like, just this, per- like this house running around... Someone's in danger and, like, enter me.
0: Jesus. I thought you meant, like, safety house in terms of, like, I don't know. Someone doesn't look both ways before crossing the street and then, like, this house just runs out like, hey! (laughs) you know the rules. What are
1: you doing? Oh, my goodness. You know that's not safe.
0: Ah, safety house. I'm going to
1: reprimand you. I'm going to... Oh, I don't know. You're going to get your ass kicked by a house. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking, you this, I'm going to roundhouse you.
0: Ah, I see what you did
1: there.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that was a very, very roundabout way of saying thanks, Santa, for gracing us with your presence and how- your presence. Oh, uh.
1: uh, how good's this banter, by the way? Yeah. Let's banter about our banter for a sec.
0: We have been getting a lot of really lovely comments from people in person because no one wants to interact with us online for some reason, um, about how good our banter is. Yeah.
1: Which is quite- It's, it's always,
0: you got such good banter. It's lovely. Like, I'd like to think it's sort of a given because we have been together for so long, like eight yeah. years and counting now, but- yeah it's nice that from the outside this makes as much sense to other people as it does to us like yeah i having been that person who does sort of listen to two strangers just banting it up on a podcast and like fully buying into it and feeling mildly creepy for doing so but like enjoying it all the same It's nice to know that we can be those strangers for someone else. (laughs) No, I like that idea. Like that sort of, not like I'm talking big game here, but like that sort of comforting, sort of welcoming thing instead of just yeah.
1: I don't know. Our podcast, you could say, is the safety house. This is true. You can come in, and we'll give you soup. We'll let you sit on our couch. Our cat will bite you. Yes. I will put on a movie. That movie will most likely be something like The Exorcist.
0: Jesus.
1: I will dim the lights. I will start playing some portal. I will bring in the smoke machine and that smoke machine will be filled with hallucinogens. And you will start to please, have a terrible time.
0: Please don't do... That's awful. <laughs> that's really upsetting. I don't, No, go Go sit in the corner. I don't like that. I,
1: I remember listening... I remember reading... I think it was Terrorizer magazine. And there was a band... I can't remember what they were called. But they were like a... Sort of like a punk kind of black metal band. Crossover. Yep. To and, feature
0: in a magazine called Terrorizer, I assumed, as much. Yeah. Yes.
1: But yeah, and... and Um they said that they would do stuff like they would, you know, have like basically like smoke machines, but they would like put, you know, hallucinogenic drugs and stuff and they wouldn't tell and they wouldn't tell the crowd and I'm like, I'm reading this going no, that doesn't sound like a good time.
0: That's not... Like, that is really unethical. No, is like, yeah. what the fuck? That's bad. That is, like, the equivalent of a spiking the punch at a party, like... And
1: I can't remember who the band was, and I can't remember if it was a, if it was Terrorizer magazine that I read it from, but... Because that was at a time where I was reading a lot of Terrorizer, but I was also, like, finding different sort of magazines, like yeah. underground magazines. Um, so, no. Our podcast actually is the Safety House... Well, now people
0: aren't going to trust you. Trust me. Trust me.
1: No. trust me. We are two
0: separate safety houses. I'm further down the street and I'm a normal house. Come and, and visit me.
1: My, my house is that one that you walk a little bit faster Like That past.
0: dilapidated house that everyone says is haunted and you just keep walking past. We've
1: got like two of those in our vicinity. We do, yeah. And I always, at night, I always like... One of them seriously looks like the house from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One
0: of them is pink. Which I find really interesting. No,
1: we want pink.
0: Or is that the house next to the other house?
1: Oh no, I'm talking. You're talking about the one over there. Yeah. No, that's that's got like uni students in it. That one's fine. I'm talking about the one on.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm talking gotcha.
1: about the one that like been has been bought, and the other one that looks like it's you know from Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: So yeah, Sam is one of those houses which
1: will also be playing in my Safety House podcast.
0: Fuck no, we no. I no, I'm I'm stopping. I'm putting a pin in this. That's awful. So
1: has the banter died?
0: Well, yeah, I think it has. So thanks for that. I think this will be our last episode.
1: <laughs> oh Well, I mean, it's a good place to stop. I guess it's number twenty.
0: Yeah, I guess that's a nice a, round number. A
1: round number, but no.
0: Well, I guess we'll see if other people continue to enjoy this afterwards. But this could very well be our last. As was the lyrics of last week's episode Which was very sad Anyway This song
1: Is not sad
0: No I am vamping as I pull up the show notes again After googling Harold Alright Sam, I'm going to hand over to you to kick off
1: Nothing for Christmas
0: Yep Think back through fall And the summer
1: now it changed everything. Let's walk through snow in the winter And forget about the troubles
0: because Christmas is coming.
1: So, shall we talk about the song? Shall we talk about the band? I mean, it's New Found Glory. Yes. New Found Glory was incredibly important to me um, around about 2003, 2004. Mm hmm Very, very influential on me. Um, Sort of informed them and Blink, very much informed, like, the pop punk that I would play at school. Yeah. In my pop punk band. Yes. So they, what was the name of your band? We didn't have a name. Oh. Because we were like a high school band. I wanted to call it Fake ID. I thought that was really cool. I
0: feel like there's a band
1: called Fake ID. There's a band called Useless ID. And there probably is a band called Fake ID.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, nobody else had any other names. I feel like everyone else wasn't as invested in it as I was. Aww.
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: Oh well. So, yeah. I wanted to call it Fake ID. Nobody else did. I thought it was cool whatever yeah but yeah i mean i feel like this isn't this episode isn't in you know i don't want to say it like that but like i feel like we should save like a lot more talk about new fan glory for another episode
0: yeah i think so
1: like i can give you the basics (laughs) there is a fake id
0: and they appear on punk goes pop there you go (laughs) sorry continue i never
1: said i was original
0: no please continue
1: um. so I guess like the Bare Basics they formed in 1997
0: they did that's nuts like I was six
1: yeah I was eight yeah anyway
0: yeah. sorry I'm gonna stop interrupting
1: Um. so they yeah, formed in 1997 in Coral Springs Florida which I don't know why I always associate a lot of these pop punk bands with California I think maybe it's like a beach thing and I know that yeah. there's like Miami Beach but like
0: it doesn't feel punk enough.
1: No, it feels like, like, I mean, when you watch The O.C. and I see bits of it, yeah. I get a massive pop-punk vibe. And I guess it's yes. because I was watching The O.C. at the time that I was listening to pop-punk in high school. And you myself. also
0: lived at the
1: beach. And I guess I also lived at the beach. Yes. So, like, I get a massive California vibe, even though I've never been to California, eh? Yep. Myself, So it just seems kind of funny that, you know, they come from Florida.
0: I think for me, like, the concept of a Floridian pop-punk band doesn't exist because Florida is, like, this lawless land of, like...
1: Of limp biscuits and kid rocks. Yeah. And death metal. What? That's, what, that's where a lot of death metal bands oh, sh- come from. Mm, okay. It's like Floridian death metal, like, Obituary, Cannibal Corpse, Morbid Angel, like... Christ. the Basically, like, the big four of death metal bands. The big four... <laughs> Well, it's like the, the big four of thrash bands, which is Anthrax, Megadeth, Slayer, and Metallica.
0: Huh. Okay. I think, yeah, I guess it shouldn't surprise me that much because a lot of, like, the... Well, not a lot. I'm being wildly general here. But, yeah, you do hear about those, like, scrappy... Punk rock bands, but they actually grew up in pretty decent neighborhoods, and it's just that they were bored, and they had the means to form a band, which is how they managed to get. Like, it's like, yeah, you
1: know, it's like what, and it's kind of the same thing coming from where I came from. Like, what else do you have to do with your time besides eat crappy food, play video games, skateboard, or you know, on the Peninsula's case, some people surfed, a lot of people surfed, but I mean, I didn't hang out with anyone that surfed, and. You know, pick up an instrument and learn how to play some pop punk songs.
0: Yeah. It it does make me laugh, thinking like if I'd lived at the beach I would have been like, Yeah, but I'm sure I would have found some way to hate it.
1: There's just I don't know where I was from. There was just like yeah, it had the beach and there was fuck all to do. Like it was cool for, you know, if you liked surfing.
0: Yeah. But you did not. No,
1: I don't like the beach. So So We've established that. Yes. Um And yeah, I guess another fact is that guitarist Chad Gilbert married very well. Briefly. Briefly.
0: Uh, So he married Hayley Williams of Paramore fame, and they were together for all of one year. Um, But yeah, just that sort of claimed... Well, not claimed fame, because he was also famous, but yeah. Yeah. I remember being very tickled by their wedding photos and just their aesthetic as a couple.
1: Weren't they just, like, wearing T-shirts?
0: Uh, I think Haley might have worn, like, a bit more of a fancier kind of dress set-up, but then, yeah, their reception, I think she's just wearing a top that says bride Mm -hmm. and a tulle skirt, which I thought was very cute. Cool. So, I do want to borrow a lot of aesthetics from it for our wedding, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, but no, it's comforting to know that we can be a better couple than them if we just clock at least
1: two years one or one and, and, and a half
0: to two years but yeah that's that's also not fair so life's like, hard
1: yeah i mean they were together longer than a year they were together for a while before like a few years before they got married
0: yeah yeah this is true so yeah i think for the purpose of this week's episode like you said that's about as much as we need to give away for now. Yeah. We'll do still... a deeper dive when we're actually talking about a cover versus... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the original. Um, I believe it pops up at, like, sometime October next year.
0: <laughs> Sick. Um, yeah. So, this song, Nothing for Christmas. Uh, so, as we mentioned off... Up the top, I should say... Uh, so, Punk Goes Christmas was released on the 5th of November 2013. Uh, the only press that appeared to be come out for the album was a video that Fearless Records put out showing the artwork and track listing. Uh, but then two years later, in 2015, they released a deluxe edition. Sam has posed the question, is that a long time to release a deluxe edition?
1: I feel like it's a long time to release a deluxe edition. Like... Yeah. At that point, maybe just call it Punk Goes Christmas 2. A, get a couple more songs, because I think it's... It's not a huge... It's not a huge amount of songs, it's, but it's like... Get a couple more songs on it, and just call it Punk Goes Christmas 2.
0: I don't know. If it ain't broke. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I feel like this is one that they... I mean, as we stated, like, they said, they put out a video... I feel like this is one that they just kind of were like, hey, calling all all poppers out there, have you released a Christmas song that you want to put on this album? Um, And then, you know, two years down the line... Yeah, let's see if we can make a little bit more money off it. We'll we'll put on some more, maybe some covers this time because it's, it's a lot of original songs as well.
0: Yeah, I guess to be fair, like there's only so much you can ring out of the Christmas market. Mm. Like,
1: and really, it's. I mean, it's. It's in the. It's yeah. I'm going to say something, and you're going to roll your eyes. It's seasonal.
0: Well, no, that's exactly it. Yeah, like, like you can
1: only really bank on it for like a month. Yeah, so yeah. I feel
0: like within that context it makes sense to throw in some extra songs and re-market it as a deluxe edition. Okay. As opposed to reinventing the wheel entirely, if they hadn't had enough songs at that point. Because then they, have they done Punk Goes Christmas 2? No. So yeah, I think that's, it seems as if the market is just the market for Christmas songs, or at least the... Inventory of Christmas songs amongst Fearless record mates band mates whoever Mm. yeah you know what I'm saying alums is that small that they can't do another one yeah which fair
1: but then I was yeah I mean for something that seems like it got zero press seems like something that you know Fearless Records didn't really I'm not going to say didn't give too much thought about but also didn't really you know promote it too much it reviewed pretty well oh yeah i mean i don't have the scores or anything but yeah i looked it up um yeah one magazine gave it like 3 out of 5 one another magazine gave it 4 out of 5 you know so it did well it was, you know saying stuff like yeah it's you know a good catchy album yeah yeah you know?
0: yep so before we get into chat about the song itself nothing for christmas I would like to place a great big disclaimer at the top of this episode. Uh, this song was written and released at a point in the band's career where they were a five-piece, the now absent fifth member, Steve Klein, being one of two founding members of the band, along with Jordan Pundick, who is the lead vocalist. So Steve Klein was a rhythm guitarist and the band's lyricist, but he departed from the band in late 2013, citing personal differences, which subsequently was revealed to be an arrest for sexual misconduct with a minor and possession of child pornography. So he was disgraced and left the band, and the band ultimately decided to continue as a four-piece it does put a bit of a dark cloud over these kinds of songs for me, at least. Just knowing that they were penned by someone like that. Yeah. But in saying that, it's it's a tough one because if the, the remaining four members have to deal with that and keep yeah. moving on, and
1: like they aren't that. No. And
0: and look, it's a shitty thing to like. For the band to have to put behind them and move on from. The Newfound Glory as a four piece have continued with great success. They still capture the same energy that they started with. Um,
1: yeah. and, and their touring rhythm guitarist is.
0: <laughs> Our old mate, James Dewey's. No. No.
1: The lead singer of Yellow Card.
0: Hey, that's right.
1: Yeah, but James DeWeese was in the fucking band at one point. Yes,
0: yes. So...
1: I don't know. Maybe I need to go back, read the lyrics, and sort of look at it a bit more with a microscope.
0: Oh, look, I think... And this is the problem when it comes to, like... Yeah, having to grapple with someone... In one of your favorite bands, or someone you look up to being yeah being um I guess revealed to be
1: a predator, yeah, yeah,
0: like it's yeah, it's that
1: it's it's nothing else like they're a predator, yeah, yeah,
0: it's awful, um, so yeah, it's one of those really uncomfortable things that you found glory fans had to grapple with as it was all going down and yeah um yeah i think it just bears mentioning up top that
1: you know it's it's about distancing yourself distancing the music from the people yeah yeah to a certain degree
0: so on that note
1: let's shake that off
0: yes i feel like we should insert something here that's christmasy i don't know okay
1: what. look sir I'm in kind of a hurry. I'm really late for my son's karate class. Where's your Christmas spirit? Give me this. Hey! What a. Who told you you can eat my cookies? No! Put that cookie down! Now! You can't just. Sasha, dance around the bigs and come cube down a blitz. Get through on the phone. Did it win? I won! <laughs> oh, <yes! laughs> You're too late.
0: So, Samuel. Samuel? Emuel. What do you think of Nothing for Christmas by Newfound Glory?
1: I, I mean, I'm scared to talk about it lyrically, but I like it. I think it's a cute, sort of just poppy song. Yeah. Um, lyrically, I think it's cute. Yes. Um, you know, the fact that it's nothing for Christmas will do except for being with the one you love and i get that i and i'm you know i love love love.
0: <laughs> love um yeah it's it's a cute song and to me it's still like it captures the band as well if that makes sense yeah. like it doesn't feel like they're going out of their
1: comfort zone yeah Yeah. it
0: doesn't feel like they're out of their element in doing a very Christmassy song because it still has that very pop punk thing of i am in love with this person i don't need anything else i just want to spend all of my time with them yeah um yeah it's really cute and it's a nice change from sort of an aggressive take on Christmas songs that you do get from a lot of pop punk slash emo kind of bands when they are tasked with doing a Christmas adjacent song?
1: I'd be really interested to see how many of the originals go sort of really heavy, because this is an original song. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a cover. Um, I would be interested to see if you do get, like, the further in we get, like, if there are, like, metalcore versions of, you know, original Christmas songs.
0: That would be pretty funny.
1: It would be pretty funny. Like I want, I do want maybe one about Krampus.
0: Sure. Well, I feel like you need to be the change you wish to see in the world, and write a black metal song about Krampus.
1: Maybe I should. Maybe by next year, I should have a, a black metal. I'm gonna. I might even enlist Richard to hire, to help me with that if he's not too busy with L.
0: <laughs> that would be brilliant. I wonder if there will ever be an episode of this where we don't mention Richard. (laughs) Not that I want that to happen, but it would be more uncommon than...
1: I'll I'll do it again, and I'll just say, I'll enlist the help of insert beep here to help me write a black metal song about Krampus. Sure. Or um, what's what's the Christmas thing that Dwight is into in, like, the later season. Belshnickel. Oh,
0: Belshnickel, yeah. <laughs> oh, Dwight. What a character.
1: He holds that last season together, basically.
0: He does. So, aside from the cuteness of the song, the general wholesomeness, I think we need to take a moment to call out the fact that it is... An excellent song because it is an anti-consumerism anthem.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not about buying gifts. It's not about and it, and well, in fact, it is. It's it's the the inverse of that. It's don't give me anything. I just want to be with you.
0: Yeah. Which, as someone who is engaged to someone who is very difficult to buy for, I am a hundred percent behind that.
1: You know what though? What? And I'm sorry. I'm going to tell a story.
0: Love it. Go for it.
1: So I remember. When I was, yeah, like I said, because I said Newfound Glory was an incredibly important band to me. Yeah. And so when I was at, like, the height of my Newfound Glory love. Yes. And I think my brother wanted to hurt me one day. Oh. And he was, like, he thought it was a point of ridicule, like, <laughs> yeah. you know they're a Jehovah's Witness band, right? Oh, my and goodness. And I don't, like, I'm pretty certain they're not Jehovah's Witnesses. I think at
0: most, like, Chad might be religious, but that's about it. But, like,
1: but probably Christian. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. And I think I was just kind of like, ah. And?
0: And, (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, like, that would also play into the whole Ah! not wanting presents for Christmas.
0: Yeah, don't buy me anything because I don't observe what you call Christmas. So, yeah. It's a Christmas song that... Yeah, it's kind of punk rock in that, like, anti-capitalism thing.
1: Yeah, in a very wholesome, wholesome. you could play this at the shopping centre over Christmas.
0: Obviously, I am joking. I'm sure that they weren't thinking about disestablishment when they wrote this. But I do think, I do appreciate that. I feel like at the moment, I've been walking around shopping malls and looking at, like, everything that's sort of grouped together and packaged in very Christmas-specific packaging. And, Mm. I don't know, you go to a drugstore and, yeah, why don't you buy three little nail polishes that are bundled in, like, a plastic bauble or, Mm. like... And you, like, I used to just sort of be like, okay, whatever. Like, when I was a kid, I probably thought it was great. Now I just sort of look at it and it just stresses me out because it's just like, these things existed before... You then repackaged them in this fancy packaging, which is going to be opened and then thrown away. And and then also, it's like, if you didn't consider buying this single thing on its own, why would you want three of them? Hmm. Or like, just, yeah. (laughs) So I'm just getting a bit sort of (laughs) like, physically like, yeah, yeah, it's just... The older I get, like I true like I used to get so mad when I'd be like, Oh so mum or dad, like what do you want for Christmas? And they're like, Oh don't worry about it. like don't get me anything. I used to be like, Oh for fuck's sake, like what else is the point of Christmas if not for presents? But yeah, the older I get it's just like I truly just want to hang out with my loved ones and eat delicious food and blob. Yeah. And yeah i like obviously, I'm very fortunate to be able to say that, like that Christmas is an opportunity to just do nothing and indulge a bit, but like, yeah, the older I get, I just sort of see all these Christmas things, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, that is a lot
1: yeah so. and and one of my critical flaws is I'm a cheap bastard, so <laughs> what well, I'm just saying like i get the I get the like the feeling tense nature of Christmas time. Yeah, and like my car registration is Christmas Eve, <laughs> and this year it's seven hundred and seventy nine dollars for car registration because I, I didn't plan ahead and have that sent to me in installments.
0: I wish I were in a financial position where I could just sort of be like, oh, damn, and then silently go away, pay it off, give you that for Christmas, and be like, yay! Hey, but
1: well, no, I am I'm just gonna I am just gonna pay it off like in the next couple of days. Yeah, and then there is you know Christmas gifts. You know, I put thought into yours and it's like, well, then what what, what do I get the kids in our family? What do I get my parents? What What do do we
0: get our son?
1: What do we get our angry, hate-filled son?
0: Who is, (laughs) just to illustrate, he is just radiating anger underneath a clothes, underneath a clothes horse.
1: And he's about to pull my underwear off the clothes. Yeah, off. he's just
0: under a canopy of underpants. Boss! <laughs> anyway.
1: Um, Let me ask you a question about the song. Sure. So, the like the chorus chant of the got what I wanted, I got what I needed. Is that a gang vocal or is that a gang chorus?
0: This is what I love that we have these moments where we're just on the same wavelength. Because I was about to say before I decided to go into an anti-consumerist rant, I love that there are, like, soft gang vocals on Yeah!
1: This.
0: So, like, basically all Christmas carols... I feel like we've had this discussion before, but I feel like Christmas carols are just gang vocals.
1: <laughs> Isn't that what an a group as well is?
0: Yes, that's why we... I think that's what... yeah. A-
1: acapella groups are just fancy gang vocals.
0: So, yeah, I, I'm all about this because it's just it's nice gang vocals i
1: love that in our mind a collective of singers can't be a choir or an archipelago it's It's fucking gang vocals fucking
0: yeah get those gang vocals chuck in a few harms if you have to like (laughs) that's perfect so yeah i i am all about that i love a good gang vocal i love
1: gang vocals yeah you don't get enough of them in death and black metal I'm like coming back to a lot of this music. I'm like, yeah, I miss gang vocals.
0: Uh, oh man, it. Sorry, I keep looking over and boss is just tentatively pawing at your underwear. It's quite funny. Um, yeah, no, I I am coming on, Mike, to say this is gang vocals. All Christmas carols are gang vocals. Get amongst it. Defend pop punk, basically.
1: Yeah, defend gang vocals.
0: Yeah. The best kind of vocals. Don't
1: don't kid yourself. If there are two of you singing, you're a gang vocal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. That's wonderful. I love it so much. I want to
1: make a PSA about that.
0: <laughs> what? Support your local gang vocals? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Oh, that would be such a good merch idea. Support your local gang vocals. Yeah. Anyway.
1: I did have the idea because we're going to download... Yes. I did have the idea of making Punko's pod shirts. That and one. I think it's a bit tacky.
0: As someone who used to make custom shirts for the shows I went to, because I was a huge nerd, I love that idea, but I feel like it would do our podcast a disservice. <laughs> I well, we have time. What we have until badges March. or something? Ooh, I make like badges. That's excellent. We better not give away all our secrets on the pod,
1: though because we are the first people to make badges. Yes. Yes.
0: We are DIY. If,
1: if anyone else has made badges up until this point, I'm suing you.
0: Yeah, you you're fucking you're over. I'm not really. You're
1: I, I I really am not actually. I don't want any. I don't want I don't want to be sued myself.
0: Don't add us. Um
1: Add us if it's nice.
0: Yes. So Sam, what I feel like we could we could take this one of two ways. We do want to do a compare and contrast bit. Or we can riff a bit more on what Christmas means to us. What do you reckon?
1: I mean, I guess Christmas means... For me, actually, Christmas over the last 10... No, like 12 to 13 years, Christmas has meant work. Yeah. I work over Christmas. And that's that's not stopping for me. Like, I still work over Christmas. I worked Christmas Day for 11 years in a bottle shop. Yeah. And that... Definitely gave me lots of funny stories. Yep. As well over Christmas, um, I might share one on this one, and I might share one in the next one. Sounds good. Of my bottle shop Christmas. Yeah. Time. Um, basically Christmas Day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we were given kind of carte blanche. Yeah. From our manager.
0: So, cause... like, treat them however you need to treat them to make the transaction. Like.
1: Well, we were the only bottle shop open.
0: Ah, so you within about
1: an an hour.
0: yeah, you had the power to just be like, we had the power. We
1: had the power for one day, and a lot of people want alcohol on Christmas Day. So it's
0: sort of like the purge for you, but on Christmas. Kind of. I love this. Please keep going.
1: So I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't tell a customer to go fuck yourself or anything like that. No. But if I kept it, you know to a point where it was like yeah, I'm not being aggressive to the customer. Yeah, my manager cuz he he would be the same cuz he he had a wife and a, like he has a wife and a child at home celebrating yeah. Christmas and he was like he got it. Hey, I'd rather be at home with my family. Yep. And so like one year, I think this was about 2010. Mhm.
0: It's
1: so about a year before we were together. Yep. Two kids come in.
0: Oh, no. Girl and a
1: boy and they come up and they're like, I want to, just off the top of my head, I want a slab of passion fruit cruises and I want a slab of raspberry cruises. Every
0: and, good Christmas lunch should have those. Yes. yes. And
1: the the boy in the group goes, no, don't get don't get passion fruit, get watermelon. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. I need to see both your IDs. Yep. And this was like 10 minutes before the shift was ending for me as well. Yeah. We would work about five hours. So I was getting close to like, I would always ask for early shifts, so it was like two o'clock. Yeah, just about to finish. I'm like, cool. Gonna need to see both your IDs. She hands me her ID. Mm. I look at it, and I'm looking at him, like, okay, but like, yeah. I need to see your ID. Oh, I don't have ID. Oh. What? Well, <gasps> no, I need to see your ID. Why? Because
0: you, because were in you,
1: you are in a bottle alcohol. shop buying alcohol. No, I'm not buying alcohol. You gave her your preference.
0: Oh, I see what, yeah. You
1: gave her your preference. You said, no, don't get that, get this. Yeah. And they're walking off. They're not getting their alcohol. And she turns to me as she's walking off, trying to maybe tug at my heartstrings a little bit. And she's like, she's just like, you have yourself a Merry Christmas. Oh my
0: God. What a drama queen.
1: And I call out to her, I will because I've already bought my alcohol and I'm going home to get drunk.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh! (laughs) Oh, Oh,
1: I've got another one, but I don't know whether to save it for next week.
0: Save it for next week. All right. I we we've had this conversation before, but yeah, I think everyone needs to work in a service industry. Yeah, at some point because and and then like the counterpoint to that is like there is like a. there's a very specific level of, like, malice that you form when you work in the service industries. Like, just that, th- because you have been, like, just, yeah, you have been pushed to a point where you're just like, oh, oh my goodness, I cannot believe you right now. And, yeah. I
1: I refused a woman once because she was basically making fun of the fact that I was working on Christmas.
0: Wow
1: I'm like She was Yeah I can't remember Exactly what she was saying But it was just like It was just a fact of like Wow you have to work And I'm I'm going home And I was like Wow you also don't need alcohol Apparently And one of the guys I was working with Was like You could have just Turned around and said I'm making double time I'm like yeah She wouldn't give a shit About that though No She's making fun of the fact That I'm not here with my That I'm not at home With my family
0: Yeah (laughs) I hadn't heard that one before Now that's very funny
1: Again, like, because I can. Ref- working in a bottle shop, you can refuse anyone at any point.
0: That's wonderful.
1: That, like, but it, again, like any other day of the year. And if I was just, if like someone was perfectly sober and perfectly fine, and I was like, no, you won't get your alcohol. My manager would be would come down to me and be like, why did you do that? No, you don't do that.
0: Yeah. Yep. So yeah. What was her reaction? Did she swear? At it you? was just
1: kind of dumbfounded, like.
0: Yeah. i like, no, no,
1: you don't talk to people like that. You have yourself a good Christmas, there's ten other cars behind you, you can leave.
0: <laughs> that must have felt so good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Did you just chase that feeling from there on?
1: <laughs> no, because I still stayed there for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, true.
1: So yes, that's what Christmas means to me, is, just... is working. And just... then going, going home and watching Christmas Vacation, the best Christmas film of all time. Sure. And eating cold meat. Because we, cause we would always eat cold meat. Because yeah. it's... Yeah. because oh, summer over It's it. summertime.
0: Yeah. No, I get that.
1: No. Yeah. What about you? What, is, what does Christmas mean for you?
0: So, we've had this discussion already. I'm not religious. My family's not religious. So, for me, Christmas isn't about the religious element of it. It is about just being with my family. Being yeah. with the people who matter the most. And my parents are dairy farmers who basically are just working 24-7 to some degree. Um, So Christmas is the one day where they give themselves a break. They can put off all those little things like that fence out the back that needs mending or that, I don't know. I can't even think of just insert generic non-urgent task here. But yeah, they can just sort of be like, nah, they can wait. And so, yeah, my little family unit of four, my parents, my sister and myself, we just blob on the couch. We have to watch the Queen's speech for Dad. We read whatever books we might have been gifted or we watch whatever DVDs we might be gifted or we just enjoy each other's company Mum makes a kick ass pasta salad, yep with smoked turkey breast in it, oh, yum, it's really fucking good, um, and we just that like yeah we make a huge thing of that with a few little side things if we want them, and that's we just grace the whole day, and it was my favorite thing, yeah, it's so fucking good, um, my sister seems to, like. We all enjoy the aesthetic of the Christmas tree, but my sister is the only one who can be bothered putting it up. Yep. So, yeah. Usually she's sort of just like, ugh, like, <laughs> putting it up. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll try and help a bit, but I'm rubbish. I fucking hate putting up Christmas lights. They are the most
1: Yeah. We tedious. we have no decoration. Well, I mean, oh, we would have that. to put everything up really high.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we have a... Christmas... We have a Grinch. Yeah, we have a Grinch living in our house who would destroy and or eat our Christmas decorations, and we do not have the capacity to take him to a vet for eating tinsel, for example. No. So
1: I, it's one of my favorite Christmas memories. Is just for years, Mum and Dad like setting up. I used to love decorating the Christmas tree, but
0: yeah,
1: um, we would sort of forget. How excited Mac would get our old dog, <laughs> and I assume their new dog Oscar gets gets very excited as well. I know he gets very excited as well. He does. But um, so basically, yeah, he would he would always get really close to the tree, not purposefully. Like any, like his tail would wag, and he'd Aww. just be he would just be taking stuff off the tree. And you, the more you would yell, the more excited he would get. <laughs> just like Mac, the tinsel. And he's uh. just, he's just loving it because you're just giving him so much attention and <laughs> it's getting loud and he's ready, he's ready to party. And then, so eventually they twigged to like, well, like the bottom third of the tree is getting no decoration. Yeah.
0: yeah It's out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. My sister's cat, Cheetah, like this little... I was going to say, this absolute bitch of a cat. That's not fair. <laughs> she was quite pleasant until my childhood cat, Elmo, came onto the scene and she never forgave us. I don't know why, because he was great. But
1: know, Elmo was the best.
0: He was. So Cheetah was a little just pocket rocket of, like, a tabby cat who, yeah, Christmas time would come. We'd put up the tree. She would just be so bedazzled by it, like, all the lights and the pretty things hanging off that. She'd climb it and then ultimately just tip it over. So... That would always, and that's a pretty classic trope for any cat owners out there who have Christmas trees. Um, just that thing of hearing just a shh as it falls to the ground mm. and it's being like, ugh, <laughs> having to go rescue it, make sure that she's fine, she's sprinted <laughs> off somewhere and it's very funny.
1: And I'm also worried about putting up a Christmas tree in case drunk Kiefer Sutherland yeah. comes through the house. Have you seen that?
0: video <laughs> i have not it's a
1: video it made the rounds a couple of years ago and it was key for someone i hope it's in his own house oh, he's no. just drunk on christmas and he just runs and just jumps into the tree and the tree falls oh over my God.
0: for a minute i thought you meant drunk on christmas in the sense of like just drunk on the feeling of christmas like Christmas spirit. I Fucking love Christmas Yeah, you're I'm just the... intoxicated. Me and this it. tree are gonna become
1: one. Oh. It's <laughs> we have to watch it after this. That's... I implore you sweet listeners, watch that video if you have not. God. And so I'm imagining people the things that should not be around Christmas trees. Cats, dogs, and Kiefer Sutherland.
0: Yeah. Look if you just see Kiefer Sutherland like wandering around your neighborhood, just like shut all your windows. <laughs> make sure you lock everything up long, around christmas time yeah, yeah yeah yeah. like the rest of the year he's fine he's but fine. just christmas it's a risky one <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that just I, I mean i haven't watched it for a while but it just makes me happy <laughs> the other thing that makes me happy is that video of friggin jamie I don't know why i'm thinking jamie noble jamie noble's a wrestler jamie oliver <laughs> when he's showing the kids what chicken nuggets are made out of, and then he asks the question, like, so who, who here would still like to eat these chicken nuggets? And they all put their hand up and the look of just failure on his face. Like, I was supposed to make these kids not want to eat chicken nuggets anymore. You and can't. and they and they still want to eat fucking chicken nuggets. Yeah, they do, because chicken nuggets are the best. Yeah. I know what's in them. I'm 30 years old, and I still want to eat chicken nuggets. I
0: know, they're the bomb. Dot com I don't understand how that came up in the same breath as Keith.
1: Because I was saying, like, videos that make me... Gotcha, gotcha, that make gotcha, make me gotcha. happy. Yeah. No, so...
0: it is a... yeah.
1: So, I feel... I, I, yeah, you go. No, you go. No, I was just going to say, I have no segue into the next song.
0: Okay, so before we go down the long and winding path of funny videos that make us laugh
1: we could literally do that for the rest of our lives
0: yeah um, we thought this would be a great opportunity to discuss sort of the antithesis to Nothing for Christmas by Newfound Glory and talk about their generic, well not generic because it's a good song but like the generic sort of sad pop punk version of a Christmas song that they also did called X-Miss spelled doubles. yep yeah. so x Miss and nothing for Christmas both appeared on an EP that newfound glory released in 2012 called a very newfound glory Christmas. Um, and the song x Miss also appeared on another compilation of pop punk Christmas songs called a Santa cause. It's a punk rock Christmas, which was released in 2003.
1: Hey, look, we're not exclusive to Fearless Records here. No, no. They haven't signed a deal with us. Yet. I, I'm, Yeah, yet. I'm not above talking about another compilation album. No. At this point in time.
0: No. And, yeah, it's... As Christmas compilations go, A Santa Cause is a good one. I...
1: It's kind of better than Punk Goes Christmas, to be perfectly honest.
0: Yeah, look... But in saying that, Jim, feel us if you're listening, please.
1: We don't. We, notice, we still love you.
0: Notice us, witness us.
1: We're not disappointed. We're, we're not. We're not that. We're, no. We still love you, and no. we're going to still continue this podcast. Um, I think the thing that I really liked about this album was that a percentage of the album's proceeds uh, went to the Elizabeth Glazer Pediatric AIDS Foundation.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice when these kinds of initiatives can be done as opposed to, here's a comp, give us your money, please. Like, it's, yeah, it's nice when Christmas can be turned into, and like other events, occasions, whatever, like...
1: Holidays. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's nice when these types of projects can be used for a greater good, I suppose, as opposed to just, hey, check this out. Yeah. Um, so... Just to act like I am just a... What's the word?
1: Legit. Too legit to quit.
0: No, I'm trying to think of like a... Swarthy. A what? Swarthy. Swarthy? Yeah. No. I want to say like cosmopolitan. No, I... But yeah, to make everyone think I'm a seasoned traveller, I bought my copy of Santa Cause. It's a punk rock Christmas in Japan, of all places. Um, one of my, for some reason, favourite memories of being in Japan outside of all the amazing, like, cultural landmarks and things that we saw was purchasing this album because I saw it in a record store in Japan and being like, oh my god, I've been wanting this for ages and getting it and going to a food court after and having lunch or something, leaving my bag on the table, walking away, having a panic and just being like, oh no, like I just bought that CD and now it's gone. Going back and it was just where it had been left. <laughs> so <laughs> I I was just so tickled by it, just that wholesome like, no, it's not going anywhere.
1: Like That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and yeah, as a kid who spent money that should have gone towards like lunch, for instance, on CDs whenever I went to the city for excursions, like, yeah. I might as well have been talking about, like, a fucking Fabergé egg. Like, I... Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, no. So for it to still be there was very lovely. I'd still like to... Sorry, you go.
1: No, you go. You're still talking about that. I'd
0: still like to do, like, a bonus episode where we talk about this comp. Yeah. In in greater detail. I know that's... I'd do that. Outside the brief of what our podcast is, but it's a fucking good album. So.
1: I'm just like that idea of... Had that been here it probably would have been gone by the time you came back.
0: Oh um, god, yeah.
1: And I the different contrast of like someone, you know, you left that in, in somewhere in Japan and people probably saw it and probably thought, Oh, that person's coming back. Yeah. You know, or, or it's not mine, I'm not and gonna. And yeah, take just
0: it. that thing of like, that is not my property, therefore I do not need to pick it up and take it with me. So. It makes
1: me it makes me think of the difference in countries where for Black Friday how like yeah. you, this did like uh, you know a few days ago just seeing like the videos in, in America and, like people like breaking doors like some way to like they were only opening one door and that was a bad idea
0: haven't people died before in the yeah. US like getting trampled and, and
1: then like... and then they showed what they were doing in Canada and they walk in the well... the, the people are clapping them like Yes, th- we can do this in a civilised manner.
0: I do like that. Like, all the employees just in a line, like a welcoming committee, just like, yay. Yay.
1: Come get your deals. I just... One of those things I want to do in life, I want to, I want to successfully write... I want my book to be successful. The yes. manuscript that I wrote at the beginning of the year. I want that to be successful. I want to, I want to experience America from October... To New Year's Eve. I want to experience, like, Halloween and a white yeah. Christmas and something. I want to, from a distance, watch Black Friday somewhere. From a distance. I don't want to be in it, but I want to watch it.
0: I feel like it would just sort of make me lose a little more faith in humanity, though. Like, I don't know.
1: I, 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 I would. I would watch that from a from a distance. Yeah. I want I want to, for like three months, live somewhere like Maine. I want to be in a Stephen King book.
0: Sure. Yeah. I love just... Maine. Cool. Alright. That sounds like a cool Let's town. go to Maine. Done.
1: You want to go to Maine? Go to Maine.
0: Um, yeah, it's bonkers. The whole silly season. They call it that for a reason, I guess. Yeah. Um... So, x Miss. Yes. So, x Miss is sort of like the, um uh, Antithesis. Yeah, like the evil twin of Nothing for Christmas. So, another self... Well, not self-pinned. Like... Another original Christmas song. Uh, Yeah. I guess, unfortunately, this would have also been penned potentially by...
1: Steve Klein. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. But putting that aside, holding that separate to this...
1: We've given him enough press. Oh, fucking... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. So as opposed to being, don't buy me anything for Christmas, I'm just happy to be here with you... This is a song in which they lament the it's
1: basically the opposite like it's like i don't I don't want you in my life anymore, yeah, I, want, I don't think it's like I want gifts, but it's it's very much like well, yeah, we broke up, this is christmas time i don't I don't want you in my life anymore, get away from me,
0: and it's interesting that they both center around that idea of gifts as a sign of yeah affection like so the lyrics for x miss like yeah it just from the get-go like their mission statement everything that could have went wrong went wrong this year nothing recently has made me want to stand up and cheer everything you haven't said has finally come back to you now it's not the time i know you never liked any gifts i gave to you i love that it's not like our relationship like and obviously like it's an analogy for the relationship at large But it's very funny to me that these two songs, be it a positive or a negative relationship, are all about gifts or the lack thereof. Yeah. And so in the newfound Glory universe, when you're in a healthy relationship, who cares about material things? I've got what I need here. Yeah. In an unhealthy relationship, it's, well, fuck this, like, the chorus... It mentions, this holiday is one to forget, another year, this time I'll regret that I spent too much time and money on you. Like, yeah. I like, yeah, it's just quite cute and clever that, that I di- like, they were obviously sort of overcompensating with, like, physical gestures of, like, yeah, gestures of, this is how much I love you, I can quantify it with this. Oh, you don't like my gift, and like that being a symbol of just a fundamental difference between the two.
1: It's kind of interesting because they could have very easily just made it either nothing for Christmas or Xmas Part One, Part Two. It's like you have the start of (sighs) it where where everything is good, and you know, saying like I don't want anything for Christmas because I've got you. But then the relationship ends, and it's like, well, fuck! Why did I waste all my time on that?
0: Yeah. I'm trying to figure out which one came first, which should not be that hard. Well, so X was out in 2000... a Center
1: Claus was 2003. Yeah. So, and a very newfound glory Christmas was I think about 2012. Yeah. So, so I imagine that X Miss came first.
0: So in that sense, it's lovely. Like you get the
1: they moved on, and you know.
0: Yeah. So as opposed to it being like two sides of the same coin or like the same relationship, it's. I had a shitty relationship in the past, but now I've found someone who has the same sort of vibe as me. Like, yeah. yeah, it's quite clever. Like, obviously, I don't think they were intended to exist in the same context, but I like that that's how.
1: The newfound glory lyrical universe.
0: Yeah, it, I like that that's. They've obviously got a very specific theme around how they compose. And write songs, yeah like, yeah, it just has a very classic feel to it,, yeah. and yeah, a lot of their stuff is to do, like a lot of their work is to do with that idea of like image and loyalty, and like how you see other people, and yeah, how their actions reflect them as a person, like that sort of thing, like, it's yeah, really interesting,
1: and as a as a pop punk song, it's really solid, yeah. Yeah,
0: I yeah I remember really vibing to this when I first heard it on because it's the yeah it's the opening track of the Santa Cause, and it just sort of sets up that again like the mission statement for this album is like this isn't your mother's Christmas carol yeah like this is an album where we can get angry at
1: consumerism and and, yeah yeah. and
0: angry at this time of year where it's supposed to be all about just the lovey dovey which we touched on this last week but like the this isn't always a season in which you're just sort of basking in like the glow of romance or the glow of like reciprocal reciprocity. Like, so yeah, as a teenager, I really resonated with this idea of Christmas being tough. Like, yeah. Like I mentioned last week, like it will have been, yeah, over a decade, like 12 years since like we lost a very dear friend of ours on Christmas. And yeah, like, I like that pop punk like and I love that these types of songs and albums they do sort of dig into that which obviously like there there are traditional or like more main, mainstream songs that do that but
1: it it heightens the fact that sometimes Christmas sucks. It's like yeah. sometimes Christmas isn't the most wonderful time of the year. Like yeah. sometimes you're a single parent and you're struggling to pay for your your kids' gifts. Yeah. You know, sometimes that happens and that's, that sucks. And you can't bring yourself in and go, well, you know, this is the most wonderful time of the year. Sometimes you're alone for yeah. Christmas. Sometimes, and you know, sometimes you, you don't want to be alone for Christmas. No. You know. Sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll lose loved ones and it makes you think of Christmas. It's, you know, sometimes it's just Christmas isn't the best time. And a Santa Claus, yeah, it's sort of, and especially this song, like it, it, it emphasizes that, like it doesn't shy away from the fact like, no, it doesn't, it isn't always happy.
0: Yeah. Um, and look, it's one of those statements, like a, a pop-punk band releasing a song that's like, ugh, Christmas sucks, like, you can take it on as base a level or as, like, elevated a level as you want it to be. Like, when you're a teenager and you're the only one in your family who's got, like, a swoopy fringe and eyeliner and band t-shirts and, like, just ridiculous, like, aesthetic and you're the kid that's like, like... Oh, yeah,
1: we've both got pictures oh, of us gosh. with our family. Family, like, you know, parents, grandparents and stuff and, you know, wearing the black clothes with the oh. black... The black fringes and...
0: I think my favourite one of me was... And you would have seen it when we went to my grandparents' place in New Zealand is... Yes, it's... Family picture, everyone's looking very normal. And I'm in my Panic at the Disco shirt with my straightened fringe. Some sort of... Probably eyeliner, I can't remember. And like a headband with a bow on it. I was just like, oh my god. Anyway. (laughs) So yeah, like, on that level, you can just be like... I like that they're sort of subverting that idea of just... They're, yeah, they, they're they rebelling against, like, the hallmark, industrial complex kind of thing. Like, yeah. punk rock, anarchy, like, fuck yeah. Like, you can take it on that, just sort of thumbing your nose at the whole thing. But yeah, then the older you get, you can sort of listen to these kinds of songs and be like, yeah, like, regardless of how it might be a childish sort of rendition of, or like, whatever, you can listen to this and be like, yeah, like, the older I get, this actually makes sense. Like you get older life happens christmas isn't just a grace period from the rest of the year like mm. shit things can still happen and yeah it's okay to know like to acknowledge that
1: and yeah and i think as well like i mean it's kind of fun it it throws in the the like the guitar lick that's that's jingle bells in, yeah. in the part and it's like yeah, but maybe we still like Christmas a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: And that's, like, it's... Yeah, I do like that. It's sort of, like, that winking kind of art, like... Even though we're sort of being like, Oh, like, this holiday is overrated. It turns out the way I expected. Like, we're still buying into it. We're still buying into, like... We have the jingle bells at the start. We have the... Yeah. Like... So, yeah, in that sense, it's kind of ironic or just funny or a bit cynical that they're sort of like oh fuck it like yeah. let's just play out the whole thing yeah um so yeah i find it really fun and interesting um yeah i guess between the two of them like which one do you prefer
1: i think lyrically i like nothing for christmas yep because again i love love yes and I, I, I mean, I do like to think that I sort of, you know, and I'm not saying you don't, you do, <laughs> but like I, and like you've said, like, you always say every Christmas, oh, you don't need to get me anything, uh, yeah. but I love to get your stuff. And I love, cause I love, you know, seeing your reaction yeah. to something, you know, something that you mightn't have been expecting or something you might've wanted or, you know, I love to see your reaction.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I think one of the best gifts I ever got you were the Bart Simpson earrings <laughs> the, where he's when he's wearing high heels.
0: They are very good.
1: Um, you know, I love to get your reaction to stuff, so that's why i you know I do like to get you Christmas gifts. I think as a song, I um prefer xmas, yeah, it would be interesting I don't know if the the feel of the song would go with the with the lyrics if you could put you know yeah. nothing for, and again like I do like the the lyrics to nothing uh to xmas, but i yeah like. As an old, as a, an adult in a healthy, how else can I was going to say happy and healthy, a healthy relationship who's, you know, getting married next year, like, no, I don't necessarily want to think about, like, the negatives of relationships, so I want to think of the positive.
0: Yeah. No, I like that But I,
1: I I can jump to to Xmas. Yeah. Yeah. And you can punk jump to that song, so.
0: Although there aren't gang vocals in Xmas. At least I, no, like, there's only a few, of so like, almost harmonising, like, just the holiday, but no, there's no.
1: Kids, remember to support your local gang vocal.
0: Exactly. I think. Yeah. Yes. What
1: I I, I didn't ask, but I figured it was assumed that you were gonna. Yes. Give your preferred.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I think. Had you asked me this? I was gonna say, had you asked me this Christmas? Had you asked me this question? When I was a teenager, I'd have been like, "Oh, Xmas hands down. Like, yep. love that it's so cynical. Love that it's sort of like, yeah, all the sort of edge lord shit that I was talking about before." But like, yeah. as an adult, I really appreciate them both for different reasons. Like, and I like that they sort of, assuming that they did get penned in the order that we think they did, being Xmas first and then nothing for Christmas next. They. I like that they sort of each symbolize just going through those different phases in like your romantic life. Like yeah. you have your shit relationship, you dwell on it heaps, you get really angry, you write lots of angry shit about it, you place a lot of blame on the other person, you act like a dickhead because, oh my god, they broke my heart, what am I going to do? they mm. ruined my life. Then you grow up and you meet someone new and you fall into this really comfortable rhythm with them and you form a relationship and the contrast of that is a softer sort of... There's a... Yeah, there's a certain quiet to it because you don't need to be proclaiming all of your feelings for everyone because it's something that should be between the two of you. That's beautiful. Oh. Like... and Yeah. I think... Like, that to me really resonates with me because, yeah, when I was younger... And, yeah, having those tough sort of life-changing moments in terms of growing up and realising that, like, not everything is perfect and you meet someone and they don't like you back and how dare they. Yeah. And, yeah, you get really angry at the world and you get really angry at yourself and at the other person and all that. But then, yeah, I know for me, like, when I met you, like, meeting... Like, yeah, I didn't have to then go out and be like, holy shit, you guys, like... It was one of those... It's just that classic thing of, like, quietly sort of approaching my friends and being like, yeah, like, I've met someone. Yeah. And just falling into this really gentle, lovely routine and building a home with you and, yeah, it turns into... It's just this... You don't have to have the same pomp and, uh, like, ceremony for things the same way you do when you're angry and you want to declare to the world, like, I'm not angry... I like or I am angry, but I'm better like
1: and sometimes like I f- feel like you know not so like a good relationship, but like love like you need to have those quiet moments. You yeah. need to just be able to just enjoy the presence of that person.
0: Yeah. As opposed to the presence from that person.
1: Oh. Uh, I forgot. You did tell me. What? getting me for Christmas this year?
0: Ha ha. But, yeah, to me, like, me and my infinite wisdom all of 28 years of it, like, I like when you have a dear friend of yours who yeah, when they meet someone, they fall in love and you ask how things are going and I like when you, like, you can tell when something is really good when they don't need to say much about it, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, to me, like, the healthiest relationships are the ones that you don't hear every single thing about. Yeah, because
1: Cause it's almost like if you're telling too much, you're overcompensating.
0: Or just, yeah, or, like, you you don't have to announce anything because you're just so happy being with that other person. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be this thing of, like, three weeks, babe, how Like, it's... Yeah. yeah, and so to me... Yeah, like I said, X misses the encapsulating the encapsulating feeling encapsulating the feeling of being angry and wanting the other person to know it and wanting people to know how hurt whatever blah blah blah. Then nothing for Christmas is that thing of that to me is like the musical equivalent of this is me showing the people I love that I am with someone I love. Yeah. And it's going really great. And you don't need to worry, because we're just sort of quietly enjoying our time together and building our life together.
1: Yeah. Well, it got so sappy there, I'm going to have to get up and do a punk jump to reaffirm our status.
0: And some gang vocals. And
1: some gang vocals.
0: Even it'll, Only a two-person gang vocal, but that's alright.
1: I feel like every guest we have on the, the show yes. should, should be absorbed into the intro I think as, so. as a gang vocal in the end. So every, be if you're going to be a guest on our pod, get in your future, vocal cords ready. Yeah, get prepared to to um, have to scream. Punk goes pod.
0: Yep, it's going to happen <laughs> by the end of this. We'll have maybe five other people. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note,
1: I believe that's it. I, I believe it's a hell yeah for both.
0: I think yeah, it's a hell yeah for both. Um. Hell yeah to not Holly
1: yeah? What's what's
0: it? Uh, holly
1: yeah because of the holly Is it Hol- the Holly? Yeah. Christmas yeah. Holly
0: I feel like there's gotta be Jingle Bell yeah No
1: Hell, hell Yule Yule Tide.
0: Hmm What's Naughty or Nice No
1: Uh... Present or coal?
0: Good or bad.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah or nah? Oh, yeah, nah. Hell Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't buy people shit they don't need this Christmas. If you want to buy presents, buy functional things. Or things that are... Just Mari Kondo your Christmas, guys. Like, they don't need that novelty mug. That has a handle shaped like a fucking I don't know what.
1: A uh, uh, astronaut. I saw one yesterday at that shop that we went in. Ugh. Or it like was, it was a hideous mug.
0: Yeah. Or like you, they don't need that mug with a handle that's shaped like a knuckle duster. Or like you just buy them something nice. And yeah.
1: I'm gonna so. have to feign my uh... my happy face if you get me a mug with a knuckle duster handle. <laughs> Oh, You are.
0: Noto- like, before we wrap up, I just want to put it on record that you are notoriously hard to buy for. Thanks. Yeah, no, you.
1: You are uh, most of the time easy to buy for, so.
0: I feel like that. I don't like that. I lo- But then again, I guess it's nice. It's.
1: I mean, I'm not saying that you don't listen. I just don't vocalize when I really want something. You go out I, and
0: buy it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I I
1: listen to when you say, oh yeah, I want that.
0: Yeah, this is true.
1: Or when you look at something and you're like, I, you know, and you don't immediately go out and buy it. I you know, and then again, like I I just don't say what I want. You're right. I'm just mostly go out and buy it.
0: Can I admit something to you? Sure. Black Friday sale over here. I was secretly pleased when you went to go buy that controller and the queues were too long and you gave up and I was going to go and order it online and make it part of your Christmas present and then the next day you went back and got it.
1: So you're happy that I did? Oh no, you're no, unhappy that I did. No, <laughs>
0: yeah. I thought I had like a genius plan mapped out Aww. and then you
1: foiled it. I mean, it would have been nice.
0: That's all right. But yes. Thank you for listening to Punk Goes Pod. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode apologies for it being a bit heavy at the start but i like to think that we recovered by the end
1: yeah and look next week's not gonna be no next week's gonna be a fun one to end off christmas
0: yes so next week we are talking about the song
1: fool's holiday
0: by the band all time low
1: yep uh which i get i know we'll mention that next week where they got their name from Do you mind if we re record Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not re-recording. I'm just going to edit that out.
0: Okay.
1: Because we're so close to finishing.
0: That's what she said.